Hello and welcome to another episode of Love London Love Culture. I hope everybody's doing well and had a lovely week so far. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy mad week for me this end. Um, work again has been really great but so rushed off my feet. Um, actually in a little bit of pain with my, my legs from running up two flights of stairs, like what feels like every um 10 15 minutes um but it's all good um but it has meant that i haven't been able to put as much stuff on love london love culture as i'd I'd wanted which is a real shame um but um it's it's been a fun week and i'd love i'd love to do this kind of thing now um to help me relax and ramble on um as much as possible i'm sorry but thank you for tuning in anyway um so this week i want to concentrate on things that i've got coming up uh for you to keep an eye out for on the website um reviews and things like that um i've got quite a quite a mixture going gonna happen uh theater film uh books as well nothing visual art or music wise but hopefully sooner or later i'll be able to sort of add those things onto my list um because i know that's part of what i do here um so first of all i wanted to start off with um a revival of pippin um at the charing cross theater now i'm looking forward to seeing this um mainly because i've never seen it before I'm not familiar with music, and I know that will shock die-hard musical fans. Um, you know, I've got good knowledge of musical theatre, but there are still gaps in my knowledge. And this one, um, featuring music with Stephen Schwartz, is one of them. Uh, this revival is taking place at the Charing Cross Theatre. Uh, it's set in 1967, and I can't wait to go back to the theatre in general because I always think Charing Cross Theatre puts on such a diverse range of musicals, plays um, that always intrigues me like I, there's always something that I'm like oh that'd be quite good to go and see oh you know it's something I've not, not seen before it's a real champion um, for a whole range of work it, just in the same way that a lot of theatres are um but th- places like Southwark Playhouse which automatically spring to mind um are really really great places to experience new work or revivals of perhaps lesser known or less popular stories um with Pippin I've heard good things about in terms of the music I mean that's really not a surprise considering Sim Schwartz is involved um but i i want to go into it blind so i'm quite looking forward to seeing it for the first time experiencing it and finding out if this is another musical that i can add to my i love list um (laughs) so this particular revival is going to be directed by stephen dexter um and it's going to feature such a wonderful cast, which includes the, the lovely Natalie McQueen, Genevieve Nicole and Ian Carlyle. Um, 
just to name a few of the cast, I mean, it's it's going to be a, such a wonderful show to experience, and it's a lovely way for Charing Cross Theatre to start off again with. So hopefully that that review will be coming soon. Um, and I, like I say, I can't can't wait to experience it for myself. Um, so yeah, that's 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 one. Um, I'm going to move on to a, a book that I can't wait to get stuck into. Um, as we know by this point now, I am a huge criminology uh, fan, and it was just it's just one of those things that's fascinated me as a child. As I've, again, I've mentioned previously. Um, and I had this author of this this book that I'm going to mention now get in touch with me and ask if I would be happy to re- to read a book to which of course I said yes I mean I'm a great reader I'm not going to say no um, and it's based on Ariane and Dionysus um, I can't wait to read it because it's actually going to be a modern take um, because I'd already read another book based on this story recently, hence why this author, Samilta Carapini, um, got in touch. And it's a very modern take on this story. So I'm just going to read you a little bit of the blurb um, to give you a sort of insight into what this story is about, um, because obviously I haven't started it, but it is. it sounds intriguing how they put a contemporary, this author has put a contemporary spin on this. Um, okay, so a six-year-old from Crete is frightened when she spots her own name in a book of mythology, Ariadne. Despite being reassured it's just fiction, during the next 30 years, Ariadne's life continuously reflects the myth, like the moon mirrored in a rain puddle on the asphalt. Her journey from Crete to Germany, Sweden, the Czech Republic, Russia and the UK is marked by an immigrant's infinite loneliness, the ebb and flow of memory, ways of passion, desire, regret, shame and yearning for an unrealised dream. All the while, overt sexism obscures reality and gradually fragments her identity. Until one day in Stockholm, she crosses paths with her familiar soul, a fallen, self-exiled Olympian god in need of help. I mean, right there, to take such a familiar story and transport it into a modern world is not an easy thing to do. But this is the brilliant thing about Greek, Greek mythology. It does. Somehow it, it, it's so easy to transport some of the, the meanings and morals of those stories into a contemporary world. And I think that's why, for me personally, I've been so fascinated with Greek mythology so I really really can't wait to get stuck into this so please um please um look out for that review um I'm sticking with uh book theme um with this next one uh it's not what I consider heavy going but it does need a lot of concentration so I'm not a crime fiction fan under normally it's something that I'm coming into uh, gradually with things like the Thursday Murder Club, um, which really surprised me how much I enjoyed that. But another one that I read was Blood and Sugar uh, by Laura Shepard Robinson. Um, what I liked about that was it just completely evoked 
the era that it's set in. If you haven't read it, please seek it out and read it because it's really excellent. And I'm sticking with this this author, Laura Shepard Robinson. Her second book came out, and uh, Daughters of the Night, and it's all from a f- sort of female perspective. So obviously, with Blood and Sugar, it was about um, Harry Kirsham, um, and he was solving the murder, and it, it contained themes of slavery, and it was it was quite dark, but it was fascinating. Um, to read, and that's why I, I'm intrigued to see how this one, um, Daughters of Night, pans out. I haven't got very far with it because, like I say, I need to concentrate thoroughly on it, and my attention at the moment is all over the place. Um, so realistically, I can't wait to find out who's done it. Um, it is a bit of a slow burner so far. Um, and but it's 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 drawing me in so far and I can't wait to finish to see because at the moment at the point that I'm up to there doesn't seem to be any motive at all. It seem it's all very vague at this point. And it's told from Harry Corsham's wife's pers- perspective, so Caroline, um, as she tries to sort of figure out who's killed this woman, um, whose body she came across in Vauxhall Gardens and at the moment there is that sense of frustration because she's trying to ask all these men questions to find out, find someone who's willing to help her solve this murder and yet no one is, no one is cooperating and it's clear obviously that there are secrets to be uncovered and everything else but I'm very 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 much intrigued to see how this is all all played out. so yeah, that's that's going to be exciting uh, for me to finish when I get a chance. Um, next on my list is Be More Chill at the Shaftesbury Theatre. Now, this musical has come over from America. Well, it came over from America last year, and sadly, it had its run curtailed um, due to the pandemic. Um, so it's quite nice that they found a way. Everyone's found a way to sort of bring it back and give audiences over here to see and experience it. Um, this time it will be running at the Shaftesbury Theatre. Um, I don't know very much about the music or the story. Um, I've spoken to a, a couple of people who are involved with it um, and I've heard little bits and pieces and I, at the moment I'm just like what 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 is going on with the show? Uh, but I'm ve- so I'm very much intrigued to sort of see how it all comes alive on stage. Um, I know it's a musical that's got a strong fan base following, um, which is is good in itself because I think if a musical doesn't have that, it's not gonna gonna intrigue people coming to it new or not normally theatre goers. So um, it's only here for a 10-week run. Um, so if you are planning on going, probably best book your tickets, particularly given uh, the number of restrictions that are in place at the moment. Well, I say number, hopefully it will ease off. Still praying for July that things go ahead as planned. 
Um, but anyway, um, the, the cast is solid as well. You've got likes of Stuart Clark, Miracle Chance, um, and for fans of Six to see Millie O'Connell um, is something is is definitely not going to be missed. Um, so if you are planning on going to see it, please book your tickets now. Um, I will be going to see it at some point. So I cannot wait to find out what this this musical is all about. Um, next on my list is to see the film In the Heights. I know, I know it's terrible. I haven't been to see it yet. It is so high on my list. Again, I've mentioned this in previous episodes, um, how much I love this musical, how much I really, really love the music in it. Um, I love the story, I love the characters, I love the community feel of the whole thing and I keep watching the trailers um, until I go and see it because I'm so desperate and I've fallen in love with what I've seen so far even in those brief clips. It's, uh, it's going to be an experience, it's a real, real experience um, and exactly how I want my first proper go to the cinema experience to be so it is up on my list hopefully next weekend and then I will share a few thoughts with you um likewise the soundtrack the music um I want to take a listen to that and share a few thoughts on that um hopefully um so I've got you know it, it, it's just one of those musicals it's exactly like for example, Hairspray, um, which I'm going to talk about now, um, which I'm going to see on in the West End on Tuesday. I'm very excited um, about that. You know, Michael Ball, I've, I've, I've wanted to see him play this role for quite some time now. And although I've been to the dress rehearsal, I know the dress rehearsal is com- going to be completely different to being there um, when the show is officially opening. So... Um, I've had a glimpse of it. I'm not going to say what I think, but for me, this is a musical that is absolutely feel good, and it's one of those shows that it just feels right for what we all need right now. Absolutely, in all senses, it's filled with optimism and hope, and I love it. It is one of my one of my favourites. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's. Hairspray at the London Coliseum. Again, book your tickets because I think they're going. To, I think we all need a dose of hairspray right now. Um, so snap, snap them up, snap them up. Um, last week I got a last minute invite to see this, so I don't actually know too much about what to expect from this. Um, Maggie and Ted at the Garrick Theatre. So I'm going to see this on Monday evening. Um, it's described as a political comedy. Now, for those who aren't familiar with our politicians stuff here, it's it's going to be about Maggie Thatcher and Ted Heath, or Edward Heath, I should say. Um, yeah, so I, I I do like a bit of a political comedy. I like comedy with a bit of a bite. Um, I'm a big fan of Have I Got News For You? Um, and those those kind of comedies really hit home with me. So I'll be intrigued to see what exactly to expect. I don't know very much about this at all because, like I say, it's a last-minute invite and 
me being me, I just snapped it up. I was like, well, okay, it's a bit of it's a really bit of theatre. Um, and given the fact I've been starved of live theatre in the last year or so, like so many people have been, um, I, I'm desperate to sit in an audience once more, um, as much as possible, as much as I can get to. Um, so that'll be something um to look forward to um and this particular piece actually made premiered at the white bear theater um in kensington so it's really again it's nice to see a show that started off with off the very much off the west end fringe theater if you will um suddenly head to west end unexpectedly this is what theater should be like it should be uncovering hidden gems like this and bringing them to a bigger bigger stage um instead of as much as i love a revival it's it's good to see new pieces of work coming to the west end as we saw recently with the likes of public domain um a new musical um it it's powerful to just to, to see um so yeah just take a take a look at that one um i will be letting you know in the next few days what i thought about that one um as soon as i get a chance um but of course there's still a lot of on online theater going on because obviously and understandably people are still a little bit cautious and uncertain about things and that's okay um the next one i'm gonna gonna mention and literally last one on my list at the moment because um i'm trying to pace myself a little bit better it's being mr wickham uh presented by original theater um so if you're like me again if you're a fan of jane austen you will be intrigued by this i'm probably more intrigued by this because i don't quite know why mr wickham is getting a stage show when you've got characters who are less well-known. So, for example, Mary Bennett. I would love to see a play about Mary Bennett. If any writers are listening in, can, can you please give us a stage show about Mary? Or even Lydia Bennett. Give us Lydia's interpretation of what happened, how her and Mr Wickham um, came about, how she's finding their relationship after they married in The Enterprise and Prejudice, etc. I think for that, for me, that would be an interesting thing. But I'm intrigued to see how it's written by Adrian Lucas, who, as I'm sure many of you will know, he starred in the um, BBC uh, TV series of Pride and Prejudice as Mr Wickham. So I'm intrigued to see how he and Catherine Curzon have written this character. Um, he's at a later stage in life, he's still married to Lydia, um, and it's just, I'm being intrigued, the main reason I'm intrigued is to see how they try and redeem him, because you can't even call him a lovable rogue, really, his behaviour is, it's despicable, it is, it's utterly despicable, but you never know, maybe watching this would give me a different perspective on things, um who knows um so i've got that that i want to look forward to i mean um 
Mr. Wickham is literally not a character that appeals to me. Like, of all of Jane Austen, I say this in quotation marks, villains. I don't know, he's a scoundrel. He is a scoundrel, but is he a full-out villain? It's a very fine line there. Um, so maybe that will change my perspective, make me think of him in a more balanced way. But somehow, I don't think it will. But um, I'm intrigued anyway to see see how that, that pans out. Um, and that this, there's just still so much online theatre going. Um, and there's plenty more that I would love, love, love to cover in this um, this particular episode. But I will probably do um, another one, another episode of this kind um, in a few weeks or so, just to keep you keep you on the loop of what to expect. But also, just a reminder, you know, culture needs us right now. I understand people are feeling very, very vulnerable, but I think we need to go and support our theatres, um, support all the industries that have been so desperately struggling. Go to a, an exhibition. Um, no, I need to go to the V&A again to experience this around the exhibition and it's handbags exhibition that I'm desperate to see. So I really need to do both of those. Um, at some point um you know i've got so much i want to see i want to see so many things that are on right now i've never seen everybody everybody's talking about jamie really need to desperately see that i didn't see that before lockdown um which is bad with me but there's been so much other stuff going on uh good stuff going on that i haven't i haven't had a chance and it's a real real shame um so yeah, so feel free to get in touch. Tell me anything cultural um, that you'll be doing up to in the next few weeks. Um, and yeah, because I'd really love to hear what other people are up to um, at the moment. And yeah, okay, so um, take care. Um, and I will hopefully be back next week. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit all over the place with my episodes at the moment. I'm very sorry about that. Um, but Saturday, Saturday, I will be back. Uh, I know I said that last week, and I do apologise for the delay. Um, but something came up that I couldn't couldn't get out of. And, um, yeah, I will be back with more cultural musings, more recommendations. Um, I'll possibly talk about some of the stuff that I have seen uh next week and um yeah so take care have a fabulous week and i will speak to you soon thanks